Hey y'all, welcome back to Random Thoughts with Greg, the series where I go on random, sometimes stupid tangents about random things going on in my brain. This is episode 2, where I'll be discussing the the runoff elections in Georgia occurring this January. Now, if you would have told me four years ago that the fight for the Senate majority would have rested upon two closely contested runoff elections in Georgia, I wouldn't have known what you were talking about because I was 12 years old and stupid. But if I did know, I definitely would not have believed you because Georgia's been a state that hasn't gone blue in the presidential election in 28 years, but here we are. And since President-elect Biden has won the state, it seems like anything is possible now. And if we're being honest with ourselves, it would be the most 2020 thing ever for Georgia to go completely blue. You know, bias absolutely not aside, I am praying for John Ossoff and Reverend uh, Raphael Warnock to win their respective races, both because of the candidates themselves and the overall political environment that we find ourselves in. So, first of all, let's examine the candidates. First off, we'll look at Ossoff versus Purdue. Right, so we have John Ossoff, and some of the things that I really like about him, he went to the London School of Economics, and he's relatively fiscally conservative, right? He's the type of person that we want as a Democratic senator to kind of reel the party away from the far left and back to the rational center. You know, he's a fresh face, he's young, moderate, that could start some bipartisan cooperation. He's very pro-immigrant. You know, Josh and I, we sometimes call him the, the better Buttigieg. You know, or the Southern Buttigieg. Um, there is a lot of parallels between the two. So if you're a fan of Pete, then you'll definitely be a fan of John Ossoff. And then he's running against David Perdue, who, I'll tell you this now, he is a Trumpian populist. He's closely aligned himself with Trump. You know, he supported the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, especially. Um... He supports removing environmental regulations. If I was to guess, he's probably bought out by the fossil fuel lobby. He's pro-wall and thus anti-immigrant. He's been consistently homophobic. And there was this incident um, where he lashed out at a college student inquiring about voter suppression in his state of Georgia. You know, he seems like the typical corrupt Republican politician, whether he's a product of our environment or not, he doesn't seem like the type of person or politician that we would want in Congress. You know, he's not the fusionist Republican of old. He's another one of those populists. And as I said in uh, previous episodes in our first roundtable, he's another dude with his head up Trump's ass, and we don't want that. We want um, Trumpism out of Congress. We go on to the next race. We've got Raphael Warnock, Reverend Raphael Warnock, I feel like I should refer to him properly, against Senator Kelly Loeffler, who was appointed by Governor Kemp, not elected. And frankly, I don't know why Governor Kemp would appoint such a weak senator, because she is an absolute joke of a candidate. You know, she won the challenge, she won against the challenge from Doug Collins by selling herself as more conservative than Collins, aka more populist. And she dubs herself a political outsider, which would allow the voter to infer that her hands are cleaner than the average politician, except that she was implicated in an insider trading scandal. So, um, that kind of defeats the purpose of that. And she's also the exact wrong person that we want to have in Congress at this time. She's anti-stimulus, um, wants to preserve our broken tax code. She's 
anti-marijuana legalization and is pro-stiffer drug penalties. But there is one good thing about her. She's anti-tariffs. She's more pro-free trade than other Republicans. But that doesn't really um, invalidate all of her negatives. And then we've got Reverend Raphael Warnock, a man with extremely strong character. He's strong on criminal justice reform. He has strong principles and religious values, which is kind of funny because the Republicans were running campaign ads attacking him for his interpretation of his faith um, while defending Amy Coney Barrett. And frankly, I don't think that anyone should ever be attacked for their faith. And so the Republicans are setting a huge double standard here. He's also relatively moderate. He's for strengthening Medicare and Obama, um, not for a single-payer Britain-like system. He also advocates for vocational training, something that we see in countries like Germany, and that policy has worked extremely well. Raphael Warnock, a man with strong policies, strong morals, overall will be a good senator if you Georgians elect him. All the research I did on these candidates is from ontheissues.com, so if anyone wants to take a look at that website, you can see all of their policy prescriptions, not just the ones that I highlighted, just in case you don't trust me, which you should. Yeah. So, in terms of what I think will happen, see, it did look bleak for Warnock and Ossif because... Ossif, frankly, he lost, right? David Perdue got more votes than him. And that would make me assume that it wouldn't be any different this time around. However, we always have to remember momentum. Biden winning and the eyes of the nation shifting to this election will cause money to flood into this race. And um, once the money starts coming in, it might just be who's able to outspend the other, get to those undecided voters. I also don't see these races splitting. Warnock is slightly outperforming Ossif, probably because of how terrible a candidate um, Senator Loeffler is. Outperforming Ossif by one point, about, in most polls. So there is a chance that Warnock could win and Ossif could lose, but I don't see that happening. And in conclusion, these elections are huge. Any Georgians listening to this... Um, you need to get out and vote, preferably for Ossif and Warnock, because we need unity in times of crisis. Unity is always a good thing, but when we're fighting a pandemic and the Senate is dragging its feet on a relief bill and we can't get things done, we just need that unity in order to protect the American people. We also need to flush out Trumpism, having a Democrat majority Senate with uh, Vice President Harris as the tiebreaker will help do that. But just remember, guys, these elections, they could shape Biden's presidency, at least for the first term or the first two years. And so um, Ossoff and Warnock need to win this. Thank you guys for listening. If you like the episode, go to thinkcriticalpodcast.com in order to see all of our content. Follow us on Twitter at thinkcriticalpc and Instagram at thinkcriticalpodcast. Um, this is Greg, and I hope you guys have a great day. Peace. Yeah, I'm just kidding. You know, maybe you guys shouldn't trust me. I don't even end the episodes when I say I would. But this is just a reminder to you guys. These elections are a battle between unity and division. And I think that everyone should choose unity, regardless of policy.